It's old Gil. It is old Gil. We haven't seen old Gil in a while. I mean, he was doing so well. <laughs> I, I'm not going to, I'm not, okay, you probably guess that I'm going to probably rag a little bit on EA, but. A little bit. A tiny bit. And I can't even blame them, actually. No, I don't either, because. It makes sense. It makes sense. It literally makes sense. But before we get that. <laughs> Anyways, welcome to another episode of the Decode Podcast. Episode, uh, this is what, 212? 212. Two on two. We have the, the Manhattan Area Code episode. I, I, I want to. You want to know how much a 212 number goes for nowadays? No. You can sell phone numbers? Yes, you can. Okay. I have a 212 phone number for the apartment. And once a month, AT&T asks me if I want to sell it. And I'm like, all right, how much are you offering? They're like, we'll give you 1500 for it. I'm like, no. It has steadily gone up over the years. That's crazy. It's the most expensive area code. Wow. Because it's a Manhattan area code. Is 718 at all possible? No. It's everyone wants a 212 because of um in the 90s is when it stopped being given out to houses. Because they ran out of numbers using 212. So that's why. I down that. Yeah, you down that. Um, so yeah. Yeah. It's been a fun week for video games. Oh, this has been the most interesting week for video games. Anyway, again, sorry. <laughs> While I interrupted myself downing uh, Red Bulls. That's really coconutty. Yeah, it is. I actually taste the coconut. It's, a, it's pretty impressive. <laughs> hashtag sponsored. Hashtag not sponsored. Hashtag please sponsor us. <laughs> I would take a Red Bull sponsorship. Yeah, we could get it probably. Probably. They keep showing up with fridges for me. <laughs> I'm like, I have one already. You want another one? No. No. Yes. I don't uh, know where I'm going to put it. You put it downstairs. <laughs> um, Anyways, welcome to another episode of the Deco Podcast coming to you live from the Waypoint Cafe located at 65 Ludlow Street in the Lower East Side of Manhattan, New York. I'm joined by owner and operator of said cafe, CL Geek Boy, a.k.a. Gino. Hi. He's the disembodied Hi. hand there. <laughs> I love when that pops up. I am... Uh, Omega Z, aka Ken Cardez, editor in chief of the Decor written content available over at digitalerentertainment.com. And uh, we're here to talk about esports and gaming. Uh, lately, it's been a lot more gaming, so we like to talk about a lot of gaming things. Uh, before we get into the main show, we play a lot of games in our life, so we like it, to catch people up with what we've been playing. It really is the mid to early aughts. <laughs> You know why I'm going to say that? Why? So, Dead Space is back. Right? It's great. <laughs> um, we're getting Resident Evil 4, and yeah. it looks amazing. I'm a little worried about the changes they're making, but we'll get into I, that I, later. Yeah, I'm a little worried as well because I wanted to keep the campiness. I'm just saying visually, I'm like, thank you. Yeah. Um, and this is the side note that I mentioned earlier. I'm excited for a Transformers movie. No less a Michael Bay Transformers movie. Well, it's not. I, I know, but I'll consider it, it. It's in the same universe. It's a Bayformers <laughs> movie. Um, My Chemical Romance is back, and so is Paramore, and it only cost us uh, Panic at the Disco. <laughs> <laughs> it really feels like the. It really feels like 2006 again. Maybe that's a good thing. I hope so. Maybe we've learned. <laughs> Wait, does that mean we're going to have another subprime mortgage fiasco again? Probably. In two years? In two years, we're going to have oh, another God. 
Um, but yeah, the, the Dead Space remake is fantastic. I love the controversy in it. <laughs> no, no, and because the reasoning is so dumb. Okay, for those of you who don't know, people are complaining that the Dead Space game is woke, and it and what they're pointing to is the fact that there are unisex bathrooms everywhere. In the future. In the future. First there off, are there are universal bathrooms. Well, well, here's 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 my favorite thing. I'm like, I love how I was complaining that the devs took a shortcut because they were too lazy to, to program two bathrooms. <laughs> Think about how much money they saved. I don't know, like. I, I, <laughs> I just want to know what they probably what, saved like a dollar. <laughs> my thing is, is like, what type of gamer actually cares about this stuff? The same kind of gamer that complains that The Last of Us is woke, which just goes to show you they didn't play the game. I think I think people have too much time on their hands. No, the issue is the internet is is an open mouthpiece, and we haven't learned we haven't taught an entire generation of people how to use it responsibly. I think that's a fair assessment. <laughs> anyway, I remember, I remember the early internet. It was the Wild West. Stupid, ignorant controversy aside. Oh, the game's the, amazing. The Dead Space remake is amazing. I want to view a mod for it. I think <laughs> it is probably the best remake we've had this generation. We've had some good remakes. It's better than, than Final Fantasy. I'm telling you that right now. I think it's better than the Resident Evil 2 remake. Yeah. It's better than the Demon Souls remake. It's better than the Shadow of the Colossus remake. These are all games that you genuinely uh, love that I love and they were built from the ground up just like Dead Space is. But this is just something else. This because, is how you do a remake. Yes. And one of the things that I really loved about it was in the original Dead Space, the game was cut up into chapters. When you yep. ended a chapter, it faded to black, and then you started the next chapter. What I love about this one is I can run around. Like once you've gotten like far in the game, you can run around the entire Ishimura, and there's no like chapter cuts. The chapters fade in, like the title, yeah, and then they fade out. But like the whole game is a Metroidvania, which for the original was kind of like that it was it metroidvania had, inspired yeah the original and that's why i loved it because i'm like this is metroid straight horror though yeah where you genuinely do feel like even with the upgrades that you get you're like i could still die mm -hmm. um a lot of the subtle a lot of the changes they made were very subtle but very smart um the HUD change, I think, is my favorite. The HUD change is amazing. I love that that they took out entire sections and redid them. The classic turret sequence from oh the original, God, yeah. which annoyed a lot of people, was completely replaced with something else. Uh, and it works a lot better for it. I still kept one habit from the original game. If I see a body, I'm stomping. I am curb stomping it. <laughs> And that still freaks me out to this day when you're like, clearly, like you shoot it and it's like, yeah, clearly it's dead. You stomp it and then it screams. I'm like, I don't like this. It's a very nerve wracking, unsettling game. <laughs> um, I, I do like that. I want a VR mod for it. I genuinely want a VR mod for it. Because uh, if you think about it with the soundscape that the game has already, mm -hmm. now you put that in VR. That would be scary. It's so scary. It'd be so good, though. That would be so scary. <laughs> I don't know if I can handle. I could barely handle replaying the remake, and I was mm. and I like no life that in a night. See, that's Hashtag team no you, no sleep. You played that at night. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> what you're supposed to do. <laughs> that's a game I have to play in the day. I'm like, nope, nope. You start when I wake up. 
Um, <laughs> I like that the new game plus uh, gives you a different. Well, not a different, but it's a it's, it's a, a secret, more, it's a secret ending that yeah. uh, streamlines into the inevitable part two, which leads me to believe they're gonna remake part. I two. think they're gonna remake. I think what I think the reason why it was a new game plus and not like a hard mode difficulty was because EA probably wanted to see how sales did mm-hmm. to genuinely, genuinely see if people are going to do it. Because they're probably also looking at the achievements for it. Mm-hmm. And the fact that the game sold very well is absolutely incredible. Yeah. I mean, that uh, such a fantastic game. Poor Forspoken, though, it's just... Like, over outshone by not just Dead Space, but also the success of uh, Hi-Fi Rush. Need single A and double A games. Give me those Mirror's Edges. Give me those like movie tie-in games. I miss those. Like I I think we took those for granted. We did. I I understand that people hated the Superman Returns game. I thought it was a good Superman game. It was. I just hated the last the last boss was a tornado. Like I get it. Last ball should have been Brainiac, technically. Yes. Uh, or Darkseid. I would have loved Darkseid and like the health. I love the fact that the health bar was the city. Yeah. That's what and made it. Like, yeah, really make good. me fight Darkseid and not hurt the city. Yeah. Uh, but Hi Fi Rush uh, has seen great success sales wide on the digital market space. It's available on Steam and uh, Epic, I think, also. Yeah. No, I think it's just Steam. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. It's a great game on Xbox, of course, because uh, it is uh, from Bethesda. Um, we talked about it last week, but this game is just super phenomenal. Um, I also just played, because it dropped today, uh, since I do have Netflix on my phone, uh, Valiant Hearts Coming Home. How is that? It is a great game. Is it a Valiant Heart game? It's a Valiant Hearts game. Okay, yeah. that's all I wanted. It, it's a feels train. Uh, it's it's a little on the short side. I think I beat it in about a little over two hours. That's, I mean, um, the Valiant Heart games weren't really weren't, that long. They weren't that long. But like, that's good actually mm-hmm. for, for something that comes with a subscription service. That's perfectly fine. Yeah, and I wanted to give it a shot because I was like, you know, it's Valiant Hearts. It's only going to be on Netflix right now because Ubisoft has a special deal with Netflix where they're yeah. giving them three games. Uh, exclusively to Netflix gaming. Um, but if you have Netflix and you have it on your phone or if you have it on a tablet, I highly recommend Valiant Hearts uh, coming home. Uh, this is not a sponsored show or anything. Like, for all the time, I, like, I don't like Ubisoft. And when I, the fact that I'm talking praise about something that comes to them. I used uh, to like Netflix. Says a lot. I used to like Netflix. <laughs> that's another thing. Like the, the whole password sharing thing that's happening now with Netflix. Like you got to log in. Uh, what once is it? A once a month. Yeah. On your main account. On the No, you have to log in on that Wi-Fi or IP address. Basically once a month. Yeah. So that means we're going to go into the closet. We're going to open up the little box that has the pirate. You know what the funny part is? The funny part is the reason why I love Netflix was because it made piracy a pain. I'm like, wait, why am I pirating the entirety of Batman, the animated series when I could literally just watch it whenever I want? Because Netflix had a great idea. And then people were like, wait, why don't we just 
take that idea and, and do that's it That's why I said, I'm like, you all ruined streaming. Mm-hmm. You just reinvented cable TV. I mean, everyone wants to fight for the dollar. Who cares? Network executives. I know do. network executives do, <laughs> but they don't understand the dynamic of the internet. Of course not. Look at this. Like I'm looking at Disney. I'm like, why do I keep? I'm looking at HBO right now. I'm like, only reason why I kept HBO was so I could watch all of Godzilla. So like, I was gonna end my HBO Max subscription when they started doing like this whole like wave of canceling stuff. Yeah. And then it was like, man, there's still some stuff on here I really you like want, watching. Yeah. Like. All the DC shows. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? I think I'll probably keep it just a little bit longer. I'm kind of glad I did. I'm happy that I don't have, uh, I found out with my renewal to Verizon, um, it's now included. So I no longer have to pay for it. It's That's just really including good. my bill. That's so good. I'm like, sweet. Uh, Disney Plus, I'm sitting here, I'm like, why do I still have you? And then I remember, like, okay, every now and then we want to watch like a Disney movie, which is fine. But like the movies from the early 2000s. I mean, I have rewatched Atlantis so many times, right? And is it on there? What Treasure, uh, Planet? Treasure Planet? Yes. yes. I mean, obviously, I have. They had something special during that era, and they, we took it for granted. Uh, those movies are so underrated. Um, yeah, Disney Plus obviously is Marvel and Star Wars for me because I'm. A I do have a Paramount uh, Plus account. I don't. I haven't used that yet. Um, but it came free with my Games Pass. So, so like I think, I'll be honest with you, I like the Halo show. I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I liked Halo. It was all right. I'm like, you know what? This is serviceable. I don't. I am not genuinely upset by this. Yeah, uh, but one of the main reasons I kept HBO Max is the show we're gonna Batman. talk about now. No, no, besides all the Batman, all the animated <laughs> films too. Oh my god, yeah. yeah but seriously, um, the Last of Us TV show. Oh, Th- three episodes in, and it has been stellar. Each one has just been amazing. The cast is super great. The cast is on point, honestly. Uh, Pedro Pascal is like carrying that movie hard. Like, if this was a PvP game, he's the dude with like 50 kills and everybody else is like, like in the 20s. 20s, yeah. <laughs> like, Pedro Pascal just is a workhorse in this show. Um, this third episode, though, this one that just recently aired, uh, that had the backstory of Bill and Frank, I love how they so changed good. it up and still had it serve the but same it's point a, in exactly. the game. Yes, because like and the whole was- point of the Bill section in the game is you get the car. Yeah, and they saw an opportunity to tell in a really amazing yeah. story, well-told love story, not just a story, a love story. Between these two men, and it still had like the same impact that it would have had in the game. Yes, you know, we, I, I was like, I was looking forward to see if maybe there was going to be the banter between him and Ellie when they cursed each other out. Yeah. Um, maybe they would have done the sequence where like you get caught in the trap and you got to shoot at the people while you're upside down. Yeah. Like I thought they would have included some of that, but I'm honestly extremely grateful that they just. Went with I'll the be story that they told. I, I'll be quite honest with you. I think they're trying to. I'm going to be honest with you. One of the things that drove me nuts about The Last of Us, and I said it for two, was the gratuitous amount of violence. Right. To an extent, I think they know that they can't take every single scene. Yeah, because then it so, just gets too much. Because it, 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 I'll be honest with you. This is not a light story. No. Like for those of you who have played the game, you remember 
at the very end, like I even said, like outside of the AI and the because I played the original original on the PS3. Mm -hmm. Yes, it's a PS3 game. <laughs> um, it left when I beat the game, like outside of how I tricked, I kind of cheesed the AI in certain sections, things like that, whatever. But the story left me. I'm like, this is such a like I sat there like this is such a heavy game. It's too heavy. I had to relaunch Metal Gear uh, <laughs> uh, Vengeance only because I'm like, I, I need something that's a palate cleanser okay. that is campy and dumb. Right. <laughs> Give me Metal Gear. <laughs> I, I think what the show, and this is, this is a testament to the amazing writing capability of Craig Mazin, is he knows when to give it a break on the hard action. Because we know yeah. there's definitely some sequences oh, in The Last of Us. If you look at the trailer for the next episode where they, it looks like they hit the Philly section of the game. Yeah. And if you remember that section while you were going through all the hotel Oh, buildings, I remember all of that. You were just, you slaughtered like an army by that point. Yeah, like, I, I sat there. I'm just like, I, I was wondering. I'm like, how are you going to show this and not get this pull? Because even streamed shows still require to go through the TV rating system. Yes. Um, so I'm really looking forward to how they do the Philadelphia sequence. Yeah. Um, so that's why I was okay with the omission of the action sequences that happened during. That's perfectly Bill's fine. Town. Yeah, because we're I like that they it. dialed it back and they were like, "Let me let's just show these two people taking care of each they other." They want to. They had that little moment where the settlers came in and they yeah. defended their home. Yeah. And then Bill's traps kind of like killed all those people, and you were like, "Holy crap!" <laughs> yeah. So that was cool, but we know that like the actual action that's in this gets very, very tense. I'm um, wondering because the second season is it going to follow the second game story? Most likely, it's going to. Like, oh god, that that's going to be heavy. That's going to be tough. Like, I, 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 I personally hope they do the writing better in the show than I than same. What's in but the game, I'll be quite honest with you. The I couldn't finish the second game. I told you this. Yeah, I know. Halfway through, I put it down. I'm like, I can't do this. And everyone asked me why. I'm like, it's just, it literally was too violent for my taste. I'm someone who grew up with like the most horrendous games. Yeah. I saw people die on the internet. I'm even like, yeah, I can't. We played Dead Space. Like, no sense. Yeah. <laughs> Dead Space is a pretty violent game. A violent game. And but, at this point, I'm just like, I can't. Postal. Right? I played through the original Postal. And Manhunt and all these games. Yep. And I'm like, I can't do this. I genuinely couldn't do this. Mm -hmm. Like, I get that it was done to make to a be, point, to make a point, but which like, is fine. But I'm like, you made the point. Please stop. Yes. <laughs> I definitely feel that way about The Last of Us Part 2. But anyway, uh, going back to The Last of Us Part 1, there are definitely certain sequences that like, okay, I can see that they omitted this. So like we took out the upside down fight and going through Bill's town with the traps and whatnot. But it still served the point of showcasing what life was like, like during this outbreak. Yeah. Um, and I, that's one thing I really am grateful that the show decided to take a step back and be like, let's not focus on Joel and Ellie. Because the, all they're doing at this point is walking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The crazy part is, um, I know a lot of people who haven't played The Last of Us. Right. But they're into like the post-apocalyptic or the apocalypse or like kind of those kinds of games. Mm -hmm. And they sat there and they're like, how did this pull off the, uh, what was Tom Clancy's game? The, um, the Division. The Division. What the actual world would probably end up being like better than what Tom Clancy could write. It, sometimes it happens. It does happen sometimes. Like my biggest complaint about The Division was there's too much, in my opinion, unity and some like 
organization. Yeah. It was too organized. It was too organized. For my taste. The reality is like, yeah, if all hell broke loose like that, Mm-mm, mm-mm, we would have mm-mm. what we have in The Last of Us. Like, there would exactly. be crazy factions of crazy people and stuff like that. Like, you got into Division 2. Yeah. And that's what that made me happy. That's why I like the Division 2 a lot more. Yeah. I just wish, again, Ubisoft. They actually took care of their game. They, they, they made that game fall short. Um, but the way they're handling this adaptation has been so well orchestrated. My favorite complaint, and this is how I know that it's doing well. Because I'm seeing arguments that I haven't seen since Jack Thompson was a was a was a person in video gaming. <laughs> there have been a subsect of people who are saying video games are too violent again. And, or they're too mature for kids to be playing. I'm like, well, this game's not for kids. Yeah. The game's literally made it M. on a streaming network. And if you're letting your that kids is- watch HBO, first off, I remember when HBO used to have uh, adult content on it. Yeah, HBO used to have porn. <laughs> it still does. It still does. <laughs> and at the same time, I'm, I'm sitting here like, first off, um, why are you letting your kids watch HBO? Because I remember HBO having like, <laughs> back in, it was the channel that you that if they saw if they saw that you paid for, you'd be in a lot of trouble. Yeah. It was the channel that ruined marriages. I think that was the nickname. <laughs> <laughs> In the 90s. Oh, man. But still, like, I'm seeing these arguments and I'm like, good, good. People are starting to realize that good storytelling in gaming, it, gaming is not for children. Gaming yeah. is aimed. And they were like, the games are aimed at children. And then directly underneath it, I think it's what's his name? Tucker. Tucker Carlson had a whole segment dedicated to The Last of Us. It was. I sat there and I started laughing. I'm like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, I know. I just love it. Was the exact same argument that Jack Thompson made? No, it's just funny because you know I look at all that that vitriol basically, and I'm just like, "You guys are, are aren't paying attention to the industry," and like people like us are. Yeah, and that's why we do what we do. Um, the adaptation has been great. Uh, oh, it's this so this love story. I I was crying like a baby. I also love the fact that people are like, oh, they made it woke. I'm like, did you get, and that's. Have you played The Last of Us? That, that's the crazy part. <laughs> I sat there, I'm like, every time I see someone complains, I'm like, you didn't play the game. But I played the game. No, you did not play the game. You definitely didn't pay attention. You did not play the game. Don't lie to me. Yeah. Um, it's like, I played both games. You clearly did not. Like, I'm glad that the next episode apparently handles the Philly thing. <laughs> I don't know how. Do you think how- they're going to split it? I don't know, but the Philly Philly felt like a long chapter for me. So here's where it gets. This is where I get wrecked, Uh, and this is when you get to Henry and Sam. (laughs) And you know, I guess spoiler alert: if you didn't play the game, the game came out in. I'm just saying, there's people who haven't played the game. Um, It came out over ten years ago, hasn't it? Yes, Jesus. Uh, Christ! In the game, when you meet Henry and Sam, they're they're these. Uh, it's a brother, a parent, a brother pairing, um, of two uh, black men. You know, older black man and his younger yeah. brother. And it's one of the first moments in the game where you actually feel a sense of hope. Like, hey, we're gonna get through this because they work so well together, yeah. Joel and Ellie, and like how they like, yeah, we gotta survive, we gotta stick together. Yeah, and it, it's the first time. You really feel hope in the game after all this crazy stuff. All the stuff that you went through. And you're just like. And you finally feel hope. And then the way it ends, you're just like. 
You know what's funny? And I'm, I I yeah. don't know how I'm going to handle it I don't think I, in the show because if the, you that, watch the trailer. I sat there and said, this is that that's going to be the episode that literally will break the series for people. Yeah. In the trailer, if you've watched the trailers for The Last of Us, uh, Sam, the younger brother, is uh, using American Sign Language. So yeah. I think he's deaf. Yeah. And that is very personal to me as someone who is hard of hearing. Has grown up and went to you know uh, a speech education school right. to learn a little bit of American. Like I was taught American Sign Language. I was I didn't learn it a hundred percent. But you but, gotta yeah. You know, but like that type of stuff is very near and dear to me. And I don't know how I'm gonna take that episode. I'm gonna watch it like this. No, yeah, basically. You know? <laughs> and I like I said that when when I realized that we're going to film, I'm like, this is gonna be the episode that makes or breaks the series for people. Yeah, because yeah. that's where people are going to be like, I can't do this. Like, I there's already people who are very close, and I'm like, yeah, the worst is yet to come. Yeah, that's all now, I told now people. Now it's like you know, they're like, oh, you know, those things are out there, and they're like, there's stuff out there that's worse than these things, and that, this is the section yeah, that's coming the, in the yeah. show. So, like, I it's like, yeah, yeah, the clickers are horrible. Yeah, so <laughs> the regular <laughs> human beings, there. the regular human beings who and crap this is on this you. is where this is where in my mind, uh, and I hate to compare it to this, um, The Walking Dead failed. Yes, because when you read the comic, you have this okay, there is this sense of hope, and in the comics they pull it off very well, but the translation to the TV show missed the whole point mm -hmm. and people are like oh but you know you, you always complain about that i'm like no you the entire point of the comic is yes there is still hope but it is something that is so fragile mm -hmm. it is something that has to be carefully guarded and nurtured and put together because the true monsters aren't the things, things out there the things out there the, the true monsters humans. can be right next to you yep and that's something I think The Last of Us did a lot. It did it so much. I'm sitting here, I'm like, I, when people ask me, oh, should I watch The Last of Us, Gina? I'm like, did you like The Walking Dead? Like, yeah, you're going to love The Last of Us because it's going to do what The Walking Dead did, but better. Yep. Uh, but yeah, Last of Us show. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Let's uh, get some card game news out of the way. Uh, we got a new... N new. new. <laughs> so Shadowverse is making its way into the physical card game. <laughs> so apparently this is because the anime did so well. That's hilarious. So they're like, we have an anime. So for those of you who don't know, Psy Games owns Shadowverse. Mm -hmm. And it's a CCG. It was actually, in my opinion, the better version of Hearthstone. It was a very fun game. We streamed it, and it way back when. It wasn't first, actually... Price-wise, it wasn't that bad because I thought it was fairer. Mm -hmm. And it did well. They kind of fixed all of the balance issues and they got better and better. And it has a nice cult following. In Japan, it's, it's well popular. Right. As most things tend to be in Japan. Yes. But also the, the reason why it's more popular was because people didn't like Hearthstone in Japan. World of Warcraft didn't really take off that much in Japan, which is hilarious. Because right. mm -hmm. you think that it would. Um, but this is, then they did an anime recently. I'm like, oh yeah, Shadowverse, the, the CCG that could like, yeah, I'm rooting for you. I know you guys aren't as popular as Hearthstone. And then Blizzard kind of 
pooped the bed with that game, <laughs> uh, putting it lightly. So it's like, okay, yeah, Shadowverse is getting, gaining in popularity. It's clawing some numbers to people. People are like, well, I want, like, there's Marvel Snap. There's all yeah. these things. But people are like, well, let's go back to Shadowverse. What, what's the worst that can happen? And it's doing fairly well outside of the U.S. Right. Anime hits. People are like, I like this game. I like it so much there should be merchandise for it. Why, like, literally the fan base has been screaming, why is this not a physical TCG? And Saigames is like, you, you, you want a physical TCG? We have a digital. We want to hold the cards. <laughs> okay. So now you get waifu cards. Yeah. I mean, look, it worked for One Piece. One Piece has been out for a very long time, and it just now is getting a card game, yeah. and it is unprecedented how crazy this game it's worked for vanguard they've rebooted the game four times yeah. and still somehow make money because <laughs> it's what the waifu tax is real that's why. <laughs> that is true, true. Um, that's I, what I, I said forcible needed that animated movie yeah. then it would have taken off i'm sure right um it it's just interesting that so like so potential. many new card games are coming out but like it feels like the market's starting to get a little crowded i, I kind of like it because it reminds me of the early 2000s because for the longest time we only had magic and Yu-Gi-Oh. right and then all of a sudden we had harry potter world of, uh uh world of masters world of warcraft versus system, versus system. All yeah all and then they'll, they'll always be the two like as long as these companies understand you will not take down the top three right which is Magic, Yu-Gi-Oh, and Pokemon. Right. You'll never take those down. Fine. That's fine. As long as everyone can agree to that. You can have the rest of the top 10 list. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, Magic the Gathering, we have the new release coming out. <laughs> new. <laughs> new. Uh, Phyrexia. Uh, we have Phyrexia. Turn to Phyrexia. This is dropping this weekend here at the cafe. Well, pre-release. It's tough to be released next week. All will be one. Oh, God. Uh, the pre-release is this weekend at the Waypoint Cafe. And then we have the actual release next week, February 10th uh, for Phyrexia. So if you're looking for some TCG stuff, uh, definitely come on down to the Waypoint Cafe. Check that out. This set has ever had a 99 cent card because of the spoiler from this set. Went from 99 cents. $200. Can you, can you guess the color of the card? I want to say green. Nope. Okay. A white card. Of course. And it is a two drop one one with lifelink. And it's like, well, why? Because apparently proliferation is back. Life gain is back. I get to be annoying again. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, I really enjoyed the original Mirrodin and Return of Phyrexia sets. Um, mostly because I play artifacts. Mm -hmm. I played a deck that had no mana in it. <laughs> I played mirrors. Why are you evil? <laughs> so I played a mirror deck with Etched Champion and World Slayer Sword. Hi, Etched Champion. Gets Darksteel Plate, Darksteel Axe, World Slayer Store. Congratulations, there are three artifacts now on. It has protection from all colors, it can't be blocked. World Slayer Sword, if it hits you, if it hits a player, wipe the board. That includes mana. That includes mana. Mind you, Stop. because it has Darksteel Plate on, it's indestructible. Destroy effects don't affect it. 
Great. So it gets to be the only thing on, on the, the field. field. <laughs> and when you drop that late game, people look at you like, you're going to kill me for two every turn? Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, good old stuff. Anyway, definitely check out I get if to you do are that in again. the Lower East Side area for uh, Matt in New York. Definitely come on down to the Waypoint Cafe for your Magic the Gathering needs. Magic. Uh, we got some PlayStation 5 news. Uh, the PlayStation 5 is finally integrating. It's currently in beta test. Uh, it's integrating Discord voice chat. Uh, has a couple of updates for uh, save data migration on the way as well, as well as uh, support for 1440p. Uh, so I've yeah. been hearing that there's like a module version, like a, a slim PS5 that, that has like, you can add the disc module to it if you wanted to. I haven't heard of it. Very I've yet. been here like they've, they've discovered like patents for it. Okay. So I'm wondering if it's like, oh, maybe this was the original idea. And then maybe they just decided on a fat and slim model. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's what it was. But people are thinking like, yeah, maybe they're doing a, a, like a slight design refresh. Maybe. I don't know. Um, so good news on that, that like we'll have Discord integration. It's about time. Uh, for cross-platform games. This is a big help for people so that. Sometimes oh wow, had, Destiny's actually playable. Yeah, now you can play, you know, Xbox and PC and PlayStation and Stadia. Oh no, no never mind. Sorry. Hey, hey, no, <laughs> no, listen, listen, listen. Yeah, I have to give Google props. They shut down that, that system very well, in my opinion. They offered refunds to all their customers. They released drivers, so if you, you have, can use, if you have the, controller, the controller and everything, as yeah, controller. as a Bluetooth controller, and you know what? Kudos to Google. They did it correctly because now you're avoiding e-waste. Right. That, that's great. That's a, that's a bunch of controllers not sitting in a landfill now. Pretty much. Great. Uh, I, it, like, as much as like Stadia, I was kind of rooting for it because the tech was cool. Yeah, it really was. And I understand everyone. And they worked double time to get games that were Stadia exclusive onto other platforms as well. Like mm -hmm. they lent their devs to do that as well. Plus migrating people save data. Yep. Google took that upon themselves. Like, you know what? You shut down the system correctly. I can't, I can't even, you, you sought it out. You treated your customers right. I, I can't even be mad at that. Right. Sometimes evil tech corporations are- Ubisoft, <laughs> what, the, what the heck was that? <laughs> In uh, a bit of bad news with the PlayStation 5, remember when the PlayStation 5 came out and they were like, here's this PS Plus collection with all these games. That is kind of free. Yeah. Uh, they're actually removing it now. Yeah, I know. So all those 10 games that you have for free with PS Plus. Then again, most of them are already available for free on PlayStation Plus themselves. Yeah. Uh, but they're removing them from like that collection. That collection is being removed. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if any some of those games aren't on on PS Plus. Maybe they'll put them back on. Maybe. Uh, but it kind of sucks that like one of the good selling points of the PlayStation Five is just being done away with. But I guess it's been more than enough time. Uh, yeah. See that that's the weird part for me because my PlayStation Five doesn't really get all that much use personally. Okay. And that's fair. Yeah. That's mostly because you play on PC and well, your Steam Deck. That, yes, <laughs> but also because it's just like the games that I would want to play, like I'm an R I'm a JRPG head. Okay. I, outside of what Square Enix is putting out, I'm like, come on, give me something else on the PlayStation that's actually ported to the to the US. 
It drives me nuts. Speaking of JRPGs, Microsoft, give me a Blue Dragon remake. <laughs> Speaking of Microsoft. <sighs> did you see what happened with 343? Uh, yeah. And did you see what the dev said? I know. it's been. There was an angry dev. And I'm like, I'm glad you came out and said it. So Halo Infinite is making the switch to the Unreal uh, 5 engine. engine. Yeah. I don't know how they're going to pull this off, first of all. So. It's not that difficult because they were already using a modified Unreal Engine. Okay, so it's just like a good swap. It's it's good. It's gonna be a pain, but it will be a it will be a swap. Yeah. Um. Um. This comes after Microsoft announced uh, layoffs, where they got rid of uh, I think it was like eight hundred. About yeah. Yeah. Eight hundred people. And here's my kicker. They. They're like canceling the story DLC, which everyone wants to see. Yeah. Um, and then a dev came out and was like, hey guys, don't be hard on 343 Industries. And people were like, wow, you ruined, you ruined Halo. It's like, no, we didn't actually. Everyone above us ruined Halo. Yep. And they're like, what do you mean? It's like, we were handed orders from suit. He used the word suits who don't play games. Right. Which means the board. Mm-hmm. To just treat Halo like it's Mario. And it's like, yeah, we can do that. But you have to understand why Mario does so well. Yeah. Because Nintendo lets their devs work on a game. Mm -hmm. The suits just want it. It's like, well, how come Nintendo could have a Mario game like launch window of the Switch? I'm like, probably because they planned that mid Wii U lifespan. Yep. So it's been an interesting uh, space around Microsoft, but uh, in this news, this, this switch to the Unreal 5 engine, it also came out that the Coalition, which is the developers behind the Gears of War series, are working on one, a brand new IP, and then once this new IP comes out, they are going to work on Gear 6, and obviously it's going to use the new Unreal, Unreal engine. 5 engine. But the question is, where do we go? For I don't remember Gears 5 storyline. Oh, I do. <laughs> I love Gears of War. I know you love Gears of War. Like it, it's actually like I, I think it's melding with fours. That's why. Because <laughs> I played them all. I replayed them all in succession. I'm like, oh my god, where are we going now? <laughs> Inside a worm. No, we're not doing that again. Uh, it's just interesting to see like all this shuffle come about with these companies and whatnot. And then you know you have a, a company like EA, which. Uh, you know, everyone was upset about this, but I'm actually kind of happy. I, I am perfectly fine with this because, like, they were they canceled a secret Apex Legends game that they were well, working on. It was never really announced, confirmed yeah. if it was a real game or not. What I think it was was Titanfall three. I genuinely think because they said it was in the Apex universe, which means that's yeah. in the Titanfall universe. I genuinely think that it was a Titanfall three tie into Apex or something like that. Um, but the reality is, it's like, I can wait another few years for a Titanfall 3 game. They're doing, they're telling a nice story through Apex right now. Right. I don't mind that, actually. So maybe it was just too early. I don't think the game is canceled. I think the game is shelved. Maybe. That's what I think. They're canceling active development on it. The second thing that they canceled was Apex Mobile, which, for those of you who don't know, was technically a separate version of Apex. Yeah. Why do we have the same game, but two it had its own characters, its own skins and everything. There are characters that are available in the mobile game that are not available on PC. 
And I'm sitting here, I'm like, that's just a waste of resources. And I think EA finally realized this. They're like, wait, why are we wasting money supporting two different versions? Like, just make it one version. PC version. There you yes. go. PC console and yeah. So I'm wondering if we're going to see the content that's in the mobile game into this. They did cancel Battlefield um, also. Battlefield development. People are like, oh, that's so sad. Why are they canceling it? The game's dead. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, yes, it's a cool game. Yes, the cert, like the game modes are cool and everything. But it launched so unprepared. And I think this is EA realizing we can do better. Probably. They're like, listen, we can't keep this game on live support. Just pull the plug. Mm -hmm. So this makes me kind of happy because EA, like with the success of Dead Space. Mm -hmm. And EA kind of actually pushing the single player Star Wars game. Yep. I'm like, EA kind of realizes actually we kind of want to do single player games again. Mm -hmm. So they, maybe they we shouldn't be me. It's like maybe we shouldn't waste our time supporting all these random multiplayer games and trying to revive something that's not working. If I get a bad company three out of this, <laughs> like just single player, I don't like I'll be happy. That would be good. Even if they remake two, it's like, hey, we're remaking two for a modern era. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All righty. Let's get into uh, the main topic of the show. We had the New York Video Game Awards um, in mid-January. Um, we didn't get around to reporting about it when it happened because we took some time off. But we're going to talk about it on today's show. And I like the New York Game Awards because it has some of the best award names. Yeah. For people. Um, I have it on my phone. So we're, yeah, but we're, I want to see. Yeah. Is that so it? We're starting from the bottom and making our way up. Yeah. So the first award that was given out, out at the show was the Andrew Yoon Legend Award. And this was given to Phil Spencer, which uh, I guess I would say is well-deserved. Yeah, you know what? Phil, Phil has had a good run, I think. Yeah. He's doing phenomenal work, you know. I used to think of him as like the Xbox jock and then he's kind of grown on me. That's the funny part because everyone's like, oh yeah, the Xbox is for the frat bros. But then you kind of look at Phil and you're like, no, you actually play games. Yeah. You're a former, you're a former Sega fanboy. Like that's what people tell me. It's like he's a former Sega fanboy. I'm like, I can see <laughs> it. He wants that revenge. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Uh, I'm not going to go over every award. I'm just going to go over some of like the noticeable ones. We have the NYC George Washington Bridge Award for Best DLC given to Destiny 2, The Witch Queen. Chumley Speakeasy Award for Best Hidden Gem was awarded to Signalis. That's fair. Yeah, definitely fair. The Freedom Tower Award for Best Remake was given to the Stanley Parable Ultra Deluxe. <laughs> yes! Which, have you played the game? Yeah, it's <laughs> it's such a good game. It's a very hilarious <laughs> game. The A-Train Award for Best Mobile Game went to Marvel Snap. Uh, Marvel Snap is just crack at this point. The new battle mode just dropped for Marvel Snap. So now you can actually play against your friends. Yay! Uh, the Central Park Children's Zoo Award for Best Kids Game went to Kirby and the Forgotten Land. That's fair. The Coney Island Dreamland Award for Best AR or VR Game went to Moss Book 2. Yes, it's such a good game. It, it really is. <laughs> Uh, Great White Way Award for Best Acting in a Game went to Manon Gage as Marissa Marcel in Immortality. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Immortality was the same type of game as... Um, what was that other... 
game where you watch like the recorded woman's video. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, names escape me. I'm bad at this. Yeah. Uh, we'll keep on going. 12 hours? Now. Something like that. Yeah. No, that, was, that wasn't it. It was uh, something. Uh, the, Tin Pally, the Tin Pan Alley Award for Best Music in a Game went to Metal Hell Singer. Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, <coughs> I know everyone was like, oh, but Elden Ring and like God of War had such great. Nah. I'm like, we like I, rock and roll. I, I, this was incredible. Yeah. <sighs> the Statue of Liberty Award for Best World went to Elden Ring. The Herman Melville Award for Best Writing in a Game went to God of War Ragnarok. That's fair. The Off-Broadway Award for Best Indie Game went to Vampire Survivors. Yes. Which is well-deserved. Yes, you spawned a whole new genre. And then uh, the Big Apple Award for Game of the Year was given to Elden Ring. That's fair. Which is fair, you know, even though I feel differently. I I get Um, it, but it's also like you had Elden Ring and you had God of War. Yeah. And it's like, oh, it's, it is a tough choice. You know, we went with God of War Ragnarok, or rather I, I, I used my editorial progress to be like, I'm to be it. quite honest, <laughs> to be quite honest with you, like at going back now and thinking about it, Elden Ring. Yes, it's a good game, but it's just another souls like. Yeah. Now, um, if that team is actually working on Armor Core 6. That's game of the year for me. <laughs> you respawn the mecha genre. You get game of the year. Okay, I guess so. Giant robot, let me punch you in the face. The, the, there was a period of time where I did think about giving game of the year to vampire survivors. That's fair. But because it's a game and I understand that because it's a game that launched a new genre, which is the reverse bullet hell game. Yeah, it's. And people are like, oh, but it's not really a shoot 'em up. Like, it's a reverse shoot 'em up. Yeah. It's a reverse chomp. I'm going to be quite honest with you. We're going to see more of these games. Yeah. There's the fact that Neo, co- Neo Geo is working on a reverse chomp, I'm like, great. Now we're going to get an extremely hard one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I almost thought about it. And like, that makes sense because it spawned a new genre. It introduced mm-hmm. a whole, like, it really is one of those games that stands out as a marker. Kind of like how Minecraft is. Right. Where Minecraft became, it launched a genre of survival crafting games. Yeah. And people are like, oh, but yeah, but Minecraft's like game, can't be game of the day. I'm like, no, it is. It is one of those games that like, it's a once in a generation's lifespan. Yep. And it becomes kind of like how Mario um, took platforming and made it 3D on the N64. That jumped there. Yeah. You rarely see that anymore. It's so true. Yeah. And that's why Vampire Survivors is huge to me because we now have there's someone working on a first person kind of version like that. Yeah. Like it's gonna be one of those games that like we'll look at it and be like, oh, this is kind of silly, but its impact is gonna be felt much later down yeah. the line. Because we're gonna get that game and it's probably gonna be some little FPS game where like you just shoot out random powers and run around and kill hordes. And it's going to be like the greatest thing ever. And we're going to sit here and be like, this game exists because, because vampire survivors. Exactly. Came out. Um, so I, that's actually the reason why I didn't want to give vampire survivors game. of the year. I know for a lot of people it was their personal game of the year. It was my personal game of the year because um, it's a genre defining game for our right. top 10 of, you know, I was just like, 
It's good. I just don't think it's. It's what best, comes after. It's the, I don't think it's the be best version with you, of that game. While yeah. Minecraft, Minecraft is not my personal favorite survival crafting game. Right. But it. It launched the genre. Terraria solidified it. Exactly. And like that, that's the thing. It's like, yes, it's important because it launched. To be quite honest with you, Mario is great 3D platforming. Mm-hmm. But my personal favorite 3D platformer is any of the Sly Cooper games. <laughs> and think about it. It's like, oh, but why? Are they, it's like, you know, why would you say that? And it's like, well, look at what look at what Mario is. Now add what Sly Cooper is. Mm-hmm. The, the controls are so tight. Everything's great. There's upgrades. And yes, it's a collectathon game in a way. Mm-hmm. But it's not repeat. It doesn't feel chore like like. I've recently been playing through Banjo Kazooie again, like on the side, oh, yeah. and I'm like, yeah, this feels a little chorish after feels a while. Like work, yeah, that, that, that's a large reason why uh, last year we gave Psychonauts two the right. game of the year because it was like, you know what, this, like, it the, built, the, this on. built on all the other platformers that have come before it exactly. And I think like when it comes to like greatest platform game right now, like Psychonauts two is up there for me. Like, yeah, this is up, and like, to be quite honest, and then right you? under it's like Super Mario Odyssey. Like yeah. Super Mario Odyssey kind of built made. also built on top yeah. of it, and that's fine because Nintendo will be like, okay, we're going to show you how to do platformers now. Mm. Great example of this: Metroid Dread. Everyone's been doing Metroidvanias, and it's like Nintendo's like wakes up, the Metroid Dread. Everyone's like, but what? Where would this come from? I'm like, have fun. Everyone's sitting here is like, oh my god, I feel actual horror. And it's like, yeah, welcome to Metroidvania. Met- welcome to Metroidvania. This is exactly how I felt when I first booted up Super Metroid. <laughs> Scared. <laughs> It's good. And I really hate to say this. I really hope Fire Emblem goes through that again. Fire Emblem has kind of lost its way, in my opinion. It's too much of like an anime husbando game now, mm-hmm. in a way. And it's like, give me a Radiant Dawn again. Give me a reason to cry when I make a mistake and kill a character. <laughs> like, really? That's also why I like God of War. God of War, in my opinion, redefined the action game. I think it definitely in terms of storytelling and everything story like that. Because, like, yeah. for me at that time, for me, the, the 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 bar was Devil May Cry. Yes, and the OG God of War series existed because Devil May Cry. Okay, yeah, but I don't think God of War or any other action game really elevated itself to that Devil May Cry status until 2018's God of War. Yeah, exactly. Um, and we still haven't had anything beat that. Like the only thing that came close was inevitably its own sequel. sequel. <laughs> <laughs> so, and that's how I feel also about um, what's it called? Uh, oh my God, I just blanked on it. In terms of um, uh. Skyrim, as much as I make the joke, oh, why do we keep re-releasing Skyrim? Like, be kind of honest with you. Nothing has come close to when Skyrim launched. I feel like The Witcher 3 does The Witcher better. 3 does do it better. Yeah. But here's the thing. Which it's Witcher 2, Skyrim, then Witcher 3 built on top of that. Right. So I'm talking about like those bookmark. Mm-hmm. It's like this is how you have to go. Right. The only game, in my opinion, outside of Witcher 3 that matched it, Zelda Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. Took the Skyrim model and like, hey, you see that mountain there? It's like, yeah, go climb it. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, oh, but we could do that in Skyrim. No, 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 no. 
That's not, no, go climb it. There's something there for you. What? Like, there's something there for you. They took also the stuff from Assassin's Creed. Like, the original Assassin's Creed game, I'll be quite honest with you, was very innovative. Innovative. Yeah. And then Ubisoft drove it into the ground. Yeah. <laughs> and same thing with Just Cause. I want an yeah, open the, the, world. I, those games were things that, like, really enhanced the open world. And I feel like... Devs got... I don't want to say de- publishers got lazy with not, it. Not only, it's not only that, but, like, some devs are, like, are afraid to do something really different with yeah. the open world genre. And that's why I really liked uh, Far Cry. Ghost Far Cry of, also. Far Cry was great for that. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima, though, pulled it off very well. One of those games. Like if I could take, if you can give me something that was like a cross of Breath of the Wild, Ghost of Tsushima, and Elden Ring, like that would be the perfect open world game for me. And Elden Ring came pretty close. I was just like, yeah. this is really where old open world games should go. I just hate that it was a Souls model. Like that's the yeah, thing, that's the thing that kind of like. I'm like, actually mm-hmm. kind of looking forward to EA's new. I just saw it today. Wild Hearts. Oh, that's a Monster Hunter type. It game. is, but I've played also Dauntless, and I'm like, I like Dauntless's model mm-hmm. for upgrading weapons and things like that. I like this model. Well, but no one's really innovated the Monster Hunter thing. This thing, I'm sitting. I'm like, you're innovating something here. It looks it looks different enough that uh, I, even I'm just like, I don't normally play this kind of game, but I want to play this kind of game. <laughs> yeah, and that's how I felt about it. I hate to bring because I know you hate this game, Lost Planet. So I, I liked the first one the was first so one. I loved how they did it because it genuinely made me feel like, yeah, I'm not gonna die from just enemies. I'm gonna die to, by freezing to death. Mm-hmm. Games that have resource management like that. Um, another one that has that is um, the underwater game, Subnautica. Subnautica, the yeah. first Subnautica. The amount of dread I had in that game running yeah, out sure. of oxygen. I'm like, ugh. That's how it be. Uh, but yeah, it's a good time for games. We got a lot more games coming out over uh, the next couple of weeks. I hope. And I'm, I'm being honest with this. I hope Psy Games does get this RPG out for Grand Blue. Yeah, that thing's been taking a while. Only be, it, it's gone through like weird development hell issues because um, Platinum Games stuff, things like that. Side Games not being happy with how it was looking, things like that. Only because I know that the two writers of are the nine and six writers. And I want. I genuinely want. Another RPG team to give Square Enix a run for its money. <laughs> Because I'm sitting here, I'm like, I don't care how good 16 is. It's going to be predictable. In Maybe. my opinion. I mean, the writing it. has kind of, I know Yoshi P's writing. Yeah. And his direction, because I played 14. And I'm telling you right now, 14 is the best Final Fantasy since <laughs> 9. In terms of story. Right. But. Their main storylines, I'm like, guys. I'm sitting here saying, even Strangers in Paradise. I don't care how cringe the story was. I don't care anything. I'm like, thank you. This actually gave me something to sink my teeth into. Mm-hmm. As cringy as it was. Very cringe. Also cringe. But at the same time, I look at Square Enix, what they're putting out. I'm like, come on. You guys were known for Star Ocean. You guys are known for the mana games. You guys are known for writing well-written RPGs that captivate and hold your audience like an actual book. 
and you're not doing it. It drives me nuts. It genuinely drives me nuts. Mm. And I'm like, how have you fallen this far? It's because they're too busy remaking everything else. And that's why I'm, I'm really hoping. I'm like, this is why whenever, um, even though it's a Xenoblade game, I'm like, give me something. Right. That's why I like the Altier Reliza games. Because I'm sitting here, I'm like, yeah, this is about item management and selling stuff and alchemy and all that. But the story's great. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll take your word for it on that one. <laughs> Anyways, that's going to do it for uh, today's show. Uh, stick around, though, because we have more great streaming content coming to you uh, a little bit later. Over at 8.30, uh, RJ is going to be playing a mystery game. Uh, we don't know if it's going to be Fortnite or Smash Brothers or some type of Pokemon. But RJ will be on at around 8.30 p.m. to continue uh, the streaming content offerings that we have here uh, at Digital Era Twitch. Uh, so just stay tuned and stick around for that as well. We'll continue with our streaming, as always, on the various different things that we offer. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to keep the conversation going, you can do so over at our Discord. 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 Link being dropped in the chat right now. And then you can check out uh, our main stuff over at our main website digitalerientertainment.com for all our social media links, podcasts, written content, and more. If you like what you're seeing here and you wish to support us, we do have some merch for you guys at our streamelements.com slash digitalerientertainment website. You can check out our D hoodie, our D tank top, our D mugs for your beverage of choice. And a special shout out to Image Anime. You can use our promo code discount ship for free ground shipping on in-stock item orders over $100 over at imageanime.com. If you yourself are an anime fan or know someone who is a fan of anime, point them over to that site and have them use our code to save some money on free ground shipping. Again, on all in-stock item orders over $100. And then take a gander over at our YouTube while you do so. You can check out the teaser for our upcoming wrestling-themed visual novel, Kokoro no Pro. That game uh, was featured over on IGN's Rogue Jam, which you can check out in the link in the chat there. Appreciate y'all coming through. Again, stick around. RJ will be on later on tonight with a mystery game. But until then, as always, you've been decoded.